Mathai still it. All the plaudits thrown Ajax way focus on how well they play with the ball. And sure, they play really well with the ball, their goal was great and was one of three great constructed attacks that should have resulted in a goal. And sure, Frankie de Jong and Donny van de Beek were brilliant, but Ajax showed a different kind of strength too, a defensive one. Andre Onana's willingness to come and collect crosses helped, and Daly Blind played really well on his return to England. But the centerpiece of Ajax's defense was Matthias Dillit. He didn't look phased at all, and he wasn't intimidated by having to deal with a physical force as dominant as Fernando Lorente. It was impressive to see Spurs hit crosses in so desperately, and yet a side so young and technical was able to defend ruggedly. Dillit won 66.7% of his aerial duels with three, and made four clearances and three interceptions. A great defensive display from a young player who looks destined to reach the very top of the sport. Musa Sissoko With Sissoko on the bench, Spurs were being absolutely dominated in the first half. They were playing a 3-4-2-1 system that wasn't working, but things definitely sparked a life for them once Sissoko came off the bench. Sissoko took his place in the heart of a reorganized Spurs midfield, Operating in a diamond, Sissoko added both urgency and control to the way Spurs were playing. Suddenly, Ajax had less time on the ball as he instigated a rapid mid-block press designed to squeeze passing lanes, shot which is for the most part exactly what it did. And when Ajax broke through the press, who was the first man back recovering the ball? You already know the answer. Sissoko was a strange signing back in 2016, and his displays for the first two years matched that profile. But in 1819, he has made a comeback and is now one of their best midfielders. Certainly against Ajax, he was the difference between Spurs walking to defeat and Pochettino's men fighting for every ball. Football needs better concussion protocols. With halftime approaching, Vertonghen and Alderweireld both attacked a cross and accidentally collided with each other. Vertonghen's face was covered in blood and he was assessed for a while before being sent back on by Spurs' doctors. The referee quizzed him for a good minute before allowing him to return, but return he did. Then just a minute later he was asking to come off. In fact, his condition was so bad that he doubled over and looked very woozy, having to be helped off the pitch by the same Spurs medical staff that had just confirmed him fit to play. That is negligence. Football desperately needs a better concussion protocol, because with the increasing speed of the game, they are only going to become more frequent. Independent doctors should be on the sidelines ready to assess players suspected of concussion, and clubs should be allowed a free substitution if the player is confirmed to be concussed. That way, we have a fair, unbiased system that puts the player's health above everything, including the player's own desires to keep playing. Because who would want to come off? Danny Rose It was only a couple of years ago that Spurs had by far the best fullbacks in the Premier League with Kyle Walker and Danny Rose. Whilst Walker left for Manchester City, Rose stayed, and yet for a year, maybe a year and a half, it was as if both men had left. He even lost his place in the England team to Ashley Young. Rose's dip in form was mostly down to injury and mental health issues, 
so no blame should go his way. But it was a shame all the same to see such a talent so down. But in 2019, Rose has been on the comeback, and against Ajax was probably his finest display yet. Rose was a freight train up and down the left flank, on the one hand being a lockdown defender, preventing Ajax from penetrating down his flank, but also being a constant outlet in attack. Whenever Spurs were building a move forward, you could look up and invariably see Rose bombing forward, providing the crucial width until he was withdrawn with 10 minutes to go, as Spurs hoped fresh legs could save them. Tottenham Normally, if you lose the home leg of a Champions League knockout game, you're in serious trouble if you want to progress. Travelling away in Europe is very difficult, especially if the home team are protecting a lead and an away goal. However, Spurs are still very much in this tie as a contest, despite falling at Tottenham Stadium. Why? Because Ajax aren't the most dominant home side. In fact, despite beating Real Madrid and Juventus, Ajax didn't win either home leg. They drew 1-1 with Juventus and actually lost 1-2 to Real Madrid. Yet they progressed because of their excellent away displays. They beat Juventus 1-2 and trashed Real Madrid 1-4. In fact, they're only the fifth side in Champions League history to win all three of their away games in the round of 16, quarterfinal and semi-final. But even though they won, they only beat Spurs 0-1. And next week, Spurs will have Son back in the team. Ajax's inability to dominate at home could come back to haunt them, as Son will be out for blood, and if the Dutch side play as poorly as they did in the second half in London, they could get unstuck. 